Welcome back to Chapter Chumps, a reading podcast where us three chumps, guys, um, read a book and then we talk about it. And today we are going to be discussing chapters five and six of the second book. Of the unofficial Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Two Towers. Wait, the second book? Yeah, the second book of the trilogy, and this is like book four? This is like book four of book two of the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings. (laughs) It's... Yeah, go on, yeah. uh, What do you have to say about that? It's book six. It's book six. Yeah. Because The Hobbit was two books. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and right. then the last one was uh, two books. Was was the Hobbit two books? I think so. Right? Yes, it was. Was yeah, it? I don't it was. know. I think it was. It was two books. It was? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We should have been keeping track of no, this the whole time. No, 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 no. You don't have to check. You don't have to check. You don't have to check. Don't check. No, don't you know check. that Josh loves to check. He I has to check now. He, just, he loves to check. You know, he's got to check once, once we ask. He needs to check. Sometimes so. the memory is more legitimate than like actual verification. So like, you don't think contents. you're right? You don't feel like you're right? Is that it? I know, though. No, I know I'm I right, know. but I'm just saying. The table of contents only lists chapters, not books. All right. Oh. Well, then we'll never know. I so there was one. We, the Hobbit was one book. No, well, we have to reread it entirely to find out. So. I guess. I guess your your memory of it is just no, stronger no, than no. the reality of the book. Well, you know. We, well, the thing is, is like it could be in there, but we'd have to reread it entirely to find it. You know. So why like, wouldn't it be listed like in the table well, of contents? Why would it be? why would it be you know (laughs) all right i mean okay you got me you know could just uh, that says book two yeah could be that's that's like how tolkien's been doing it like every now and then you'll turn the page and it'll just be like book six here we go (laughs) you know there's just no way to know you know you have to turn the page to find out like page turn you're like is this is this motherfucker a new book am i starting a new book right here (laughs) yeah yeah for for reference so many times for reference mid chapter too for reference the table of contents does list what book we're in for the the Lord of the Rings, yeah, but this trilogy. is Lord of the Rings. That was the Hobbit. So. <laughs> right. Different books. We are currently on book three of book two. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Josh. So book three. It has not, Thank that you. Has, that has nothing to do with uh, book three and book two. Saying. That's what I was looking for. It's technically book six if you really think about it. Oh my god! So we're talking about five chapters, five and six of. Well, actually, actually, if you want to count up all the chapters, what chapter I are don't. we really on? I don't. <laughs> what chapter don't. are we really on? I don't. I'm just telling you Probably a big number. the chapters that are listed in the book. We're on chapters we, five and six. We should guess. How many chapters do you think? How are? many chapters? 30. Come we on. Did, we did 12 episodes. We did 12 two-chapter episodes of Fellowships. So that's 24 chapters. Uh... Plus another four for hey, this book, pl- but plus 
we're so talking that's, uh, 20, about we're, we're talking we're no no chapter twenty nine and thirty. Well, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Connor was right. Thirty. All right. You were like exactly right. That's actually you know, uh, what? really stupid. Like all right. Well, like I was saying, Con- like I, I just have an intuition oh, about these God. things within the book. So you know, it's like yeah. well, actually, so, if you so, count the Hobbit, we're at about forty. No, we're not counting 50, the Hobbit. In this case, Josh. Oh, in this case, Josh, we're not counting the Hobbit. <laughs> in this case, we are not. The, the last case, we were. This case, we're not. So uh, let's move on. Right, Book, books and chapters. You know, different. they're like completely different, different things. Things. Different things. All right. Anyway, let's get started talking about this book before we ramble on because we got a lot to talk about in these. Yeah, chapters. here we go. Uh, All right, let's, chapter. Let's, let's make it uh, snappy. Chapter five slash twenty nine. The White Rider. Um. So this chapter, we we get back to um, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. And they're in uh, Fangorn Forest. They're like, man, that was really weird. We saw that like mysterious old man. Hope Can we I don't run into right him here? again. Yeah, Can I sure. Real quick, it had been over a month since we read that part, so I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> I, I had to go back to the end of chapter two and be like, oh, I guess Gimli just like saw an old man at the fire when they were at that tree with the beard of Lycan. Yes. Uh, so that that was literally my first note for this chapter. Is what the fuck are they talking about? Is this are these events that I have like we haven't seen, or did they like hear the ants marching or something? But anyway, there's an old man <laughs> I see sometimes that I just I thought they were talking about him, but I just see him. That's yeah. your grandfather, Connor. I just see him in real life. So. <laughs> he visits from time to time. Possible. Yeah. Why are you looking like that? Strange. Um. So they're like, yeah, you know, that was, you know, weird. Um, And they're kind of trying to figure out, they're not really trying to figure out what to do, but they're, you know, like Gimli in particular is kind of like, we don't have a lot of supplies and I don't know if we should just go deeper into Fangorn Forest not knowing what the deal is. He's like, I think we're going to starve and die. And Aragorn's just like, so be it. Let's go boldly starve and die in the woods. Together. Yes, (laughs) right. So, uh... They, they venture forth, and Aragorn uses his, you know, tracking abilities to figure out that both Merry and Pippin are alive. And then, like, uh, as they're trying to figure out, like, okay, what makes sense for the next step? The old man returns. Ooh. Yeah, they, and, they, uh, end, up on the, they yeah. end up on the same plateau where, where the hobbits met Treebeard. Yeah. And yes, like, here's do. where the hobbits were, and what the hell are these tracks? I don't understand them. Right. Um, and uh, so at first, you know, I liked this buildup, like, because I knew who the mysterious old man was back in Chapter 2 as well. Um, did you? I did. Indeed, well, I did. No, because it wasn't the same person. Oh, you're right. It wasn't. Yeah. But I just assumed that that mysterious old man from chapter two was this mysterious old man from this chapter. Which is, which is where a lot of the confusion comes from with the party, because they assume it's the same person as well. Mm. True. So it's kind of funny because, like, you know, if you're just, like, reading along, like, chapter two, you're like, oh, this is a red herring. You know, they want you to think it's 
Saruman, but really it's Gandalf. You know, they just want to throw you off the trail. Why? But like, it's even like more of a like red herring because it's like, dude, no. The real trick is that it really is Saruman, but it's still Gandalf's Gandalf. Here. Gandalf's yeah. here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, not to just keep interrupting with my notes, but I just do want to say that that buildup of who is this old man approaching them really did keep me guessing mm. because it, it's been the two towers is probably the movie I remember the least of um, up until the, the next chapter. I was like, Oh, I remember the scene for some reason. Um, but Gandalf's return is something that I just had zero memory of. I just know he falls in fellowship. And then at some point he comes back as Gandalf the white. And I had no memory of how that happened. Yeah. Um, so seeing this happen so soon and having, and knowing it was coming eventually, but still having Tolkien like have me guess like, is this Saruman or is this Gandalf? I don't know. Mm. I, I thought that was really good. That it that was still something that was possible in the, uh, the text. Right. Yeah. So I'm true. Sorry. I mean, I, I. No, I'm glad you shared your thoughts. I. Usually we wait till after your your synopsis. So no, no, it, it's all good. It's you know, it's this is all just one big conversation you know but um i i it's cool to hear that like you were kind of guessing because i i mean i guess i did as i was reading like catch myself wondering like could i just be misremembering you know is it someone else in the end and i'm just like you know so sure about something that isn't happening it's yet really but... tom bombadil <laughs> i fucking wish but uh you know and like fatty bulger it's it's cool that it has you know, that it can still have that effect because, you know, one of the things I was thinking was like this may have felt like a more successful twist in the 50s. We talk about that a lot, you know, it's like does does everything in Lord of the Rings still land the same way, whether it be from changes in how uh, you know, authors approach writing or just that Lord of the Rings is so omnipresent and and the story is so well known that like you might even know the story of it without having read it at all. Yeah. Um, so so it is cool to hear that that was your experience, Josh. Um, I mean, also have to sleep, and that may have contributed to it. But yeah, I was still like cognizant enough to be like, which one is it? Like like for a page and a half, I'm like, which one is it now? Since we're uh, talking about it, I mean, really, the the rest of the chapter here, I'll do the the broad brushstrokes, and then we'll get into the specifics. Um, you know, yeah, it is Gandalf. Gandalf's back, um, and they talk for a while. They talk for a while, and then That's they're right. like, "Oh, so are we going to go like follow Merry and Pippin? You know where they are?" And Gandalf's like, "No, we are going to." I forget the what it's called now, but it's King the, of Rohan. Uh, the King of Rohan, yeah. They're going to Theoden, but um, I think it's Edoras. That's what they call it, the, the kingdom itself. I think so. Um, oh, and Shadowfax returns. Yes. But, uh, but Connor, so Gandalf is back. Did you have any surprise about that, too? Were you, like, total? Did you see this coming from a mile away? How did you feel um, this? Yeah, I didn't know if it was going to happen... <laughs> You know, then, um, 
But yeah, I knew it was going to happen, and I, and I knew he was going to come back white, too. Yeah. I knew he was going to have a whitening. <laughs> um, uh, and and so I mean, yeah, with with the people, you know, with the uh, the old man in the woods, they saw. Part of me was thinking, oh, is is it Gandalf back back then? But also, you know, there's Saruman too. So it's it's interesting that there's there's just two old men roaming around these woods. Yeah. <laughs> um. But but yeah, I'm, I was thrilled thrilled to have Gandalf back. Um, I think it's very very interesting what he went through. You know his his Definitely. description of of uh, what happened to him and how he got back um, is is really mm-hmm. very abstract and uh, you know almost told in a poetic way. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so that that was pretty fascinating um and then i think he implies too that like he's gonna be just like done soon like this is like his final thing right i think there's i think there's a line in there that's like <laughs> yeah this might be the or like i've got one I, I don't know but um yeah so i mean i i'm i'm happy i'm surprised that they brought Gandalf back from the dead before we even get to meet up with Frodo and Sam in this book, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we still haven't seen the main characters. Yeah. yeah, that is still something on my mind too. Like, pretty surprised that we haven't gotten a Frodo Sam chapter. Um, and it is funny that it's like here's Gandalf, you know, the character that was just presumed dead. Um, even before that, even before that happening, and like going off of what you were saying, Connor, about oh, um, how Gandalf describes what he went through and like all the things that he alludes to. Um, when Josh says like we have a lot to talk about, my guess is a lot of it has to do with this because yeah. I do think there is a lot to discuss and dig into because yeah Gandalf is not he says a lot um and it's it's not even necessarily that he's like cryptic about it it's just like he's vague yeah he is vague but it kind of feels like Gandalf doesn't even fully know and he's like pretty upfront about that yeah too, you yeah, know yep. yeah I mean I, I think that is the case um, like I, I think he's explaining it really the only way he can explain it. You know, it's like these are just the things that happened, and like in in like the yeah. external world, like the, it sounds crazy, but those like I don't know, you can't, it's like even not fully comprehensible or whatever. Yeah. Um. Wow. Uh, where does... Okay, here's here's where I want to start with the Gandalf discussion. And then um, wherever that takes us, or if you want to jump to a, a different part of it, either of you, just let me know. But I do have a note on, like, um, Gandalf kind of, like, collecting himself, even as this is happening. On my copy, it's page 98. Um... He, when they call him Gandalf, like just after they realize it's him, we get we get this passage. 
Gandalf, the old man repeated, as if recalling from old memory a long disused word. Yes, that was the name. I was Gandalf. He stepped down from the rock and picking up his gray cloak wrapped it about him. It seemed as if the sun had been shining, but now was hitting cloud again. Yes, you may still call me Gandalf. Um, and so, like, I kind of, I got this feeling, you know, reading that. What, what I, what I took from that is, like, I think the understanding from, uh, like, a zoomed out view of Lord of the Rings is that, like, oh, you know, you're just supposed to think that Gandalf dies to the Balrog, but actually, you know, he comes back. Well, no, but what I'm trying to say is I think he really fucking died. Like, he fucking did die on that mountaintop, and then he was, like, resurrected and has come back as not the same person. Um... He's not really the same Gandalf anymore. He yeah. didn't even really remember it was his name. I Something think, has changed about him. I I was going to say it's it maybe some form of reincarnation, but I just thought of a better analogy. It's it's a regeneration, like the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, well, some of the things he said like are probably verbatim post-regeneration quotes, like you know. For, oh, I forgot who it was. Oh, it's coming back to me. And yep. it's like, so it's, yeah, it, it does sound like it was a similar process. Speaking of which, Doctor Who comes back next month, doesn't it? Um, November. Two months, damn it. Okay. Anyway, um, also somewhat topical, there are a lot of comparisons being drawn between uh, Ahsoka and Gandalf uh, with their journeys. I was thinking Specifically the by the thing. career specifically by the creator so it's a little topical with that go with that show airing right and now they both and have some... like the long ear tails like you know like the long <laughs> tentacle ears yeah is that what that right. is i've always pictured um, gandalf with those too that's that's he, that's right though he he does have those yeah, so, yeah. something like under, that. under the hat yeah under the hat anyway oh yeah i uh, i watched the first episode of ahsoka and um, you loved it i <laughs> I mean, I know I, I rant a lot about how I'm not the biggest fan of what they're, how Star Wars is being handled, but um, I thought it was fine. I, yeah, I it, thought it, it's a perfectly fine first episode. It's very, it it, it is very much a, a continuation of the animated shows. So, I I don't know if you watched all the animated shows or not, but um, um if, if you no, have the context of them, enough where I know. Like who some of the characters are, yeah. Um, so like all the animated fans are just freaking out because all the stuff's happening. That's like we wanted to see a live action for literally over a decade, um, and it's it's hard to believe that this character who started off as one of the most hated characters, like even to the even almost as hated, almost if not as hated as Jar Jar Binks, has mm. become like such an emotional gut punch when they have their own show. <laughs> well, we know what's next for the spinoffs, then, right? Mm. That's true. It makes a lot of sense to just rehabilitate Jar Jar next. And Connor, mm. you know, you 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 can't spare one tweet for for you know saying you like <laughs> you like one episode of Star Wars. No, because infinite. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I liked it. I'm saying it was fine. 
I'm yeah, saying it wasn't bad. The, mean, though? I'm saying it was not bad. That doesn't oh, mean so you that. Like, it you was... either liked it or didn't like or you didn't like it. No. The, no. No, no, no. I'm not going to just fall so into this stupid. binary. It's, it's, it's not stupid. stupid. Yes, it is. It's not stupid because there's plenty of things I don't like, but this is not the platform for me to be sharing that right now. It's, yeah, wait, it's till we, wait till we become a Star Wars podcast. And it's interesting weeks, to hear that there are parallels between uh, Gandalf's journey and Ahsoka's journey. Um, right. I don't fully know what that means. There's a lot I don't know about Ahsoka, but it's cool to hear that I that's there. And I don't fully know what it means because I don't know. Of, I I only know up to this point about Gandalf and a couple other things that I can't really talk about because they are from the Cimmerillion. I, I saw a video a long time ago and there are some parts of it that stuck with me. So Wait, is Ahsoka is is Ahsoka 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 is she in the Cimmerillion? No. Oh. I'm talking about stuff I know about you Gandalf. Don't, you don't have to do is. this shit, Connor. You don't have to um, just do this shit. You really don't have to. All right. But bef- all before right. we move on, before we move on, Connor, I will say the show has been consistent in its quality. Um and the fourth episode has some I mean they all, a couple of the episodes has some really not excellent combat uh, and he's action not going to watch any more though he's not going to watch any more of the episodes yeah. so we'll we'll see I don't know maybe yeah. maybe I will he doesn't even uh, like the, the last episode I have only seen praise for online which is rare even it, rare for a, a Star Wars yeah. episode so and the the bad guys ha- are consistently like present like the on-screen presence is, is consistent. I, I really am enjoying them and what they are. So, be interesting when we eventually get to watch the Rings of Power. I wonder what uh, our thoughts oh, will yeah. be on a Lord of the Rings mm. television show. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Pretty bad. I've, it sounds like it was pretty fucking bad, right? I've heard mixed things about it. Yeah, I've heard bad. Things. I haven't heard a lot. I don't know if I've heard well, any good things actually. Connor, you Connor, I mean, things? Connor, you you haven't even watched it. You're pretty quick to just spare the show I'm, without I'm even saying, having watched I'm it. I'm saying what I've heard, Connor. You know, okay. if I like something myself, Many people are I saying I I am not opposed to going against the grain. Okay. You're just pretty quick. To All you do like, is wow, go against the know? grain. So I, sounds sounds like it was bad. I'm just know? saying people think it's it's bad. People say that it's very bad. I I, ha- I have heard people say that they enjoy it and that there are good things about it. So you well, know, I, you show know, me with, those with, posts. With show me the posts. Sure, sure. Oh, I will. Okay. When, when, podcast. when we get when we get to that, sure, sure. We we still have we still have talk about five Gandalf. other movies to, to get through Let's before we get talk to talk about mother effing Gandalf. All right, Gandalf, baby. Gandalf. Yeah, sorry for the distraction. No, no, it, it's all good. Gandalf, um, but anyways, I do I do like okay, <laughs> I do like this idea of a regeneration rather than a resurrection because you know it's not like this is a wholly different person. Like Gandalf still reads as Gandalf, but. It, it does feel like he's piecing himself together. Like, even while he's recollecting yeah. the story, yeah. and, you know, and he, he's crazy. not all there. It was crazy to me that, like, he said that his first words were like, oh, man, I'm not ginger. I wish I was ginger this time. <laughs> Still not ginger. Yeah, I, I was crazy that, that, that those were his first words after he regenerated. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Some of it really is just, like, verbatim. Yeah. You know, Post-generation yeah. post lines. That's, that's nuts. Where was I? Oh, yes. Barcelona. I mean, makes makes sense. Uh, you know, seeing as how Lord of the Rings you know, predates Doctor Who, after all. You know. Yeah. You know, Ian McKellen. Um, he he's always been somebody who like fans are like, yeah, he should be in Doctor Who. He should do something, and he did. 
in uh, like 2013 he wasn't Doctor Who, but he only voiced a fucking faceless entity. He did a great a great voice job, but uh, you know. Was he's, it the Great Intelligence? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, the Great Intelligence. Josh is correct. Oh, I didn't but, know that. You but, said faces entity, and it's like, yeah, it's like two different one. entities I could think of. Yeah, but and uh, one of them is literally, but and then there's another one that is literally just a face, so can't be that <laughs> one. <laughs> but but yeah, he's never truly been in Who, and I think that's a missed that that was a missed opportunity. Obviously, he's he would be hard to get, but still. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just too good for you know. Shut the fuck up. What's ultimately shut just, your mouth. You know, just B movie schlock. You know. All right, buddy. Mister fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Mister fucking Star Wars over here. That's you. Okay, um, Josh. Yeah. Sounds like you have a lot of notes. Um, is there something you want to zero in on here? I know we like jumped straight to Gandalf. There's more than that happens than just yeah, Gandalf too. I, so like. I have several notes, but I, I knew this was a dense chapter, and I wasn't taking a lot of notes, um, which is unusual because usually it, I, I do take a lot of notes, but it was so dense I didn't find it to be uh, beneficial. Um, but anyway, what I want to I talk about next is Gandalf says, "Yes, I am white now. I am indeed. I am Saruman. One might also almost say Saruman as he should have been." Yeah. Um, and this is something that popped up in another video I've been watching a while ago that, again, stuck with me. Is like Gandalf is saying he is Saruman as he should have been, which I think means uncorrupted, or that's the intent of what it's meant. Right. Um, but when I was reading it, for some reason, the line that came to me was, I am a Jedi like my father before me. <laughs> like that kind of sentiment. Yeah. I, um... I, I want to just comment on uh, that idea, unless you had more to say before you go to the next. No, it's just Sar- uh, Saruman. Saruman was known as Saruman the White. Uh, now it's Gandalf the White. and Saruman I, I... of many colors. <laughs> um, Is that how that works? He took away his whiteness? Well, so there's a couple things to mention here, and just like Okay, so yes, I want to I want to respond to what Josh was saying first, and then we could talk about the color stuff. But you're bringing up this idea, Josh, that like uh, Gandalf is saying that he's Saruman as he should have been. And when I read that line, it's very interesting in and of itself. But um, it felt like a good opportunity because I, I've kind of been thinking about this, and Tolkien employs a lot of like foil characters in his work and so it's like Saruman and Gandalf are you know opposed they're they're two sides of the the same coin you know they're they they both represent you know how the other character could go if you know if they chose um you know peace or corruption or however you want to put it but like that's true of Aragorn and Boromir too Boromir is pretty much just Aragorn if he lusted after the ring and Gollum and Frodo, and Gollum is just Frodo if he fell victim to the ring. Um, you know, I can't keep going and say like every character has like a like a, a dark mirror of themselves or whatever. But um, who's, who's the anti Sam? <laughs> I don't know. I don't who's know. Anti like listening. Fatty Bulger. 
<laughs> Thorin is the anti-Ghibli. <laughs> but, um, but, like, you know, t- Tolkien, I think, is, like, very aware, clearly, when he when he's doing that. Um, so it, it was kind of funny to see him, like, write so explicitly about it. Like, Gandalf's just like, this is how Saruman should have been. Like, that's kind of what I am. Um, and on the color thing, real quick, but, like, it's also very clear um, that the colors are very meaningful when it comes to wizards and... There's not like a lot we get from the from the text. Some of that is like just like Josh is mentioning from shit that you just like know about Lord of the Rings, just from like hearing shit over the years. Pop but like Gandalf saying that he's Gandalf the White, it's it's even more than just like oh you know he's wearing a white robe or whatever. Like it's important that that's his color, just like Radagast, the wizard that we meet. Uh, Briefly, I'm pretty sure we did, right? Radagast the Brown. Um, I only know, I only remember him from the Hobbit movies. Speaking of Doctor Who, but he does. We have read about him somewhere. Like I know, I think I'm not we just, did. Yeah, I think he was mentioned. He by was mentioned. Yeah, at he has been mentioned. Yeah. So like, Josh, you know, right? it's not just that. Like, Who, am I right? Am I right? Oh, I don't remember God. what. Who I fucking cares? Is. I really don't remember what talking thing. about. Sylvester McCoy, baby. The Seventh Doctor plays Radagast the Brown in the Hobbit movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I love how you that. know all this like, you know, dorky ass trivia just because you're de- you're that deep into Doctor Who has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. It's I'm just t- because about, you know everyone. Well, no, we're talking about a the about no a, no 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 a, a no the the fact the, the fact the fact itself has to do with it. But the only reason you know it is because of Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm not denying that. Right. Well, I think that that's funny. Well, you're like, you're like, hey, I have these, I, I have these Hobbit Lord of the Rings references for you, and it's like, that's just Doctor Who in disguise. You can't fool me. <laughs> There's no disguise, no disguise, baby. I'm a Doctor Who. The... Uh, I'm a Doctor Who slut. I'm a slut for Who. Yeah, and, uh, that's out in the open, you know. Whatever. Anyways, the colors matter, but I don't have any more to say about that. It's just it that they're important. Like, um, you know, in like Harry Potter, the sorting hat. It's like what, what team they get sorted into. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think it's like that. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I don't think so. Um, but I mean, like, who knows? You know, if Saruman hadn't somehow changed into Saruman in many colors. Could Gandalf have come back as Gandalf the White in the first place? Can you have more than one I think wizard of the same color? You know, I don't know. I think Saruman is still um, like Saruman the White. He's just like, he's not living up to that title. Or Saruman the Rainbow. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it... Yeah. Tolkien doesn't really put a lot of focus on that. It's just something that happens. They so. should put out... Yeah. A, and, uh, and we find... I mean, it, it is a title. The the color. I, I think it's a title. And I think the color just represents, like... Not quite, like, a mood ring, but... Like, maybe purity of, of who they are, which... It's like a sex thing. So what does like that say about Radagast? Have, but, like, before they had sex, they're white. Connor. 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 
Josh has like thoughts that he's sharing, and you're just—I don't know what you're doing. I, I you know, but like, I thought he was referencing a, like a purity ring. So that's that, that's what I thought. No, not quite. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, like gray is often used as like in between light and dark. Like yeah. a gray Jedi for our Star Wars exactly. fans out there. Holy fuck. All right. Um, yeah, exactly. Some, some, say so, Luke, other notes. some say Luke was a gray Jedi at certain No, points. he wasn't. Some, no, some say he, wasn't. he was. Some say he became a gray Jedi at certain points. Okay. Well, I'm not interested actually, in having this conversation actually, right now. Actually, Asaka is a gray Jedi. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> right? Asaka? He's out of line. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> All right, sorry guys. Go Holy ahead. shit! Uh, Gandalf mentions. So, one of the interesting things that um, leads up to Gandalf's reveal as the mysterious old man is, um, you know, that at first they suspect that it might be Saruman, and Gimli in particular is like very more than wary. He's like, "Fucking kill him!" You know, shoot him with a bow. Like, let's fucking kill him. Um, but uh, Aragorn and Legolas, you know, they're like, no, we can't just attack a potentially defenseless old man we know nothing about. And so when when Gandalf does reveal it to be him, um, he has some really interesting things to say about that, too. Um, so on my copy, page 103, um, Gandalf says man um where am I going to find this line I put down the page but now I don't know if I'm going to find the line hmm ah okay Gandalf says uh dangerous and so am I, very dangerous, more dangerous than anything you will ever meet, unless you are brought alive before the seat of the Dark Lord. Um, and, like, even beyond that, like, he also mentions, there's a line somewhere, maybe I took a note of it, whatever. He says something like, you possess no weapons that could even harm me. Um, the party members don't really make a lot of comments about that. They kind of are just like, okay... But Gandalf, Gandalf is pretty flippant here, and he's just like, you could have tried to kill me, and it wouldn't even have mattered because I've ascended into, like, some sort of demigod status. He's like, I mean, whatever you thought I was before, I'm completely beyond that. I'm fucking transcendent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone else is just like, oh, nice, Gandalf, how you been, you know? And it's like, uh, okay. Um, but, uh... But yeah, I mean, just just that line where he's like, the only thing that Gandalf can even admit or acknowledge is stronger than him is Sauron himself. So um, yeah, Gandalf really isn't shy about uh, mentioning that through these experiences, you know. It, you know, I guess since we're talking about Star Wars, maybe a bit of a, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine kind of moment, but instead of just becoming a ghost for exposition, uh, he actually does become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. So, 
there's yeah. that. <coughs> okay. Josh, what else? Oh boy, what else? Um How about the part where Aragorn is uh saying if one thing has not changed, dear friend, said Aragorn, you still speak in riddles. And again, I was like, what? In riddles? No, for I was talking aloud to myself. A habit of the old. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and uh, my, my note there is riddles? No, the Ents are literally going to burst open a dam. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember a scene like that in the movie. <laughs> um, so I, I'm hoping that actually happens. <laughs> yeah. But I do see Gandalf be like, I'm not talking riddles. I'm talking, I'm just talking to myself like the yeah. truth a dam is literally going to burst it's funny because i remember that line and mortal. even more than just talking to himself he's like oh uh he's like it's a habit of the old to to talk with the wisest uh, you know among the group and it also feels like he's just like kind of slyly like well i'm the smartest one here so talking to myself is the only way i can talk to to anyone worthy of my intelligence. Yep. Which is a pretty Gandalf line for you. Not quite as dickish as the um, I've had enough of you people sentiment from the <laughs> Hobbit movie. But... <laughs> did you see that I tweeted that? Talking about tweets, did you see that I tweeted that at someone? I don't think I saw that, no. It was just, I mean, I guess it wasn't like a, it was just a reply, so maybe it wouldn't have shown That's probably, up. Probably didn't show Which up, yeah. one of these knuckleheads was it? Well, someone was, it wasn't even to make fun of anyone. They were like, man, I love 70s Gandalf in the uh, Rankin and Bass uh, Hobbit movie. He's such a fucking dick. And I just responded with that clip because it's like just a perfect Gandalf moment. So, uh, that's funny. Absolutely that up. Sounds like we're kind of just bouncing around. So, is it all right? I mean, I can just go through the notes I have here, and then if there's anything else we want to go through before we get to the next chapter, we can just do that. Is that cool? Okay. Um, so my first note here. Oh, my first note here. I'm gonna go back. I'm just gonna go in order. So I'll go back before Gandalf a bit. Um, the very first page of this chapter, um, they talk, Gimli, it's when they're talking about, um, Saruman. He says, it was an evil phantom of Saruman that we saw last night. So I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, Gimli saying that places exactly where this chapter takes place. It's the next day after the last chapter that we read that focused on them, which is, like, pretty par for the course. Um, but we are, like, a third of the way through the two towers now at this point. And, um... And I kind of... I guess I... Wow. Maybe we are talking about Star Wars a lot tonight. But I kind of had this <laughs> Star Wars moment where, um... You know, historically, there would be time skips between the movies, a few years, whatever... Most of the time, yeah. Um, but then, you know, in the case of The Last Jedi, it takes place immediately following the events of The Force Awakens. And I kind of felt yep. like it, like we kind of get a similar sort of uh, relationship here. Because, like, it, you know, think about the first few chapters of The Hobbit. 
or sorry, of uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, where like decades pass. You know, literally, like, Gandalf's like, I'll be right back, and then it's like, Frodo's 50 now, and it's like, uh, okay, like, that just yeah. happened in a page, and now we've read, like, in my copy, I don't know what it is with you, but counting these chapters we're discussing here, I've read 130 pages of this book, and The Two Towers has so far taken place over the course of, like, a week? Oh, yeah, right? A week? Three, three or four days? Yeah. So it's just kind of funny, like, no, now the story has, like, begun, you know, there's a much tighter focus on, like, the events that are happening yeah. as it unfolds, instead of having to wait all this time for, like, the important stuff to happen. So there was that. Kind of on a similar note, but a little different, Legolas mentions he feels young amongst the trees of Fangorn Forest. I just liked that detail. It shows that the forest is super fucking old. In fact, I think um, Gandalf mentions that um, that tree beard is like the oldest the, living yeah, thing on oldest, planet Earth. Or precisely. Earth. Yes, he's just the oldest living thing. Period. Nothing is older than him. I just like that shit. Um, yeah, me too. I talked about Gandalf recalling his own name. Um, Josh, you mentioned the thing about Saruman. Um, oh, this is a good one. Okay, page 100. Gandalf is, like, talking about, like, hey, here's where we're at. Uh, here's why it's not such a big deal that we have to leave immediately now that we've met and why it doesn't matter as much for us to go find Frodo or Merry and Pippin and we should, like, do this other thing that's very important. Um, Gandalf says that Sauron cannot imagine the destruction of the One Ring. And I just wanted to yes. talk about that briefly. I think that's really fascinating because, like, at first I'm kind of thinking, like, um, he's just so focused on it. Or, or even more than that, like, he believes, like, his forces are so powerful that even if someone wanted to destroy it, like, how could it ever happen? But it feels like more that Sauron himself, you know, out of all the people who are, like, constantly lusting after the ring, like, you know, that's its whole thing. Like, everyone wants the ring. Sauron wants it the most, I think, is, like, probably fair. Like, he is, like, perhaps, like, the most corrupted by it. Like, even beyond Gollum, like, he doesn't have, like, that form of, you know pity or patheticness that I think we associate with with that but um, all I mean to say is I, I really liked this passage because it got me thinking about how I don't think Sauron can imagine anyone wanting to destroy the ring because if it were in their possession he can only imagine that they would desire it. He can't imagine having the ring and not wanting it. So because he's like so engrossed buy it. He, he can't even fathom anything else other than having the ring. He can't even, like, consider what it would be like to not want it. He has no capacity for understanding someone having ownership of the ring and deciding to destroy it, to not want it for themselves. And it was just, I think, a kind of a cool 
window into like where Sauron's at, which is like drunk on power and super fucked up, apparently. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that's a cool weakness in a way to like put into your villain. Like, it, it doesn't feel. I, I think the last thing I just want to mention is like talking about like the context of the world and stuff. Like, I, I think it's a really good way to give the good guys an advantage here that like makes sense yep. for the villain you know it, it's not just like oh you know they forgot they weren't thinking about it they're you know it's like it makes perfect sense that that's how sauron would be and it's also like a really interesting kind of like character trait for him to have to to be so single-minded that he can't even imagine what it would be like to not want it so that was cool just, i liked it yeah I interpreted that as he he just can't conceive of anybody else wanting to destroy the ring. Right. Or that would be anyone's intention. He would assume that they would want to use it against him. Yes. Because that's what he would do in their in their place. Yes. Um and it kinda it kinda reminds me to tie back to Star Wars of Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, <laughs> and when the Imperial comes up to him and is like, Sir, we've analyzed their attack pattern. There's there is a danger. Should we have your shuttle standing by? And he's like, Retreat in our moment of victory? Yeah, and then he gets blown up. I know it wasn't. I mean, you know, survived, so why not Tarkin? I know it wasn't Josh that said this, but you know it's pretty funny. Ragging wasn't on, on that for, Sorry, whatever. You know it's funny ragging on me for Doctor Who, and then you know every other, every other uh, thing we talk about is like, oh, this is like this thing from Star Wars. Because <laughs> Star Wars and Lord you of the know? Rings actually do have like a lot of connective themes. The saying pretty funny, pretty funny. Yeah. We were talking fun. about Doctor Who a lot during uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide because again, those had a lot of connecting themes. Yeah, we were talking about Star Wars a lot too. So <laughs> <laughs> we can't help it, Connor. I don't know what to tell you. Don't get me started Just wait. about Dune. Oh, Just wait until we get to the Thrawn trilogy, and all we talk about is is fucking uh, uh, Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. Unless we tie it all back to Lord of the Rings, Firefly. Um, but, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, uh, a few out more. Go on. No, uh, I was actually going to point out uh, we actually get the full name drop of Gandalf the White. For me, it's page six twenty. Um. I think it's when they're asking, do we go find our friends or to and see Treebeard? Uh, and Gandalf says, that is not the road that you must take. Uh, I've spoken words of hope, but only of hope. Hope is not victory. War is upon us and all our friends. A war in which only the use of the ring could give us surety of victory. It fills me with a great sorrow and great fear, for much shall be destroyed and all may be lost. I am Gandalf, Gandalf the White, but black is mightier still. Yeah. So it's like, I may have gotten a power-up, but the bad guys are still pretty fucking powerful. Right. But my note there is that, oh, he actually called himself Gandalf the White. Yes. Uh, and then we also, like, on the next page, um, where is it? Oh, it's Aragorn is saying, it's right before the, the page break, or the, the break in the story, on the next page. Uh, Do I not say truly, Gandalf, said Aragorn at last, that you could be that you could go uh, whithersoever, that's a word, hmm. uh, you wished quicker than I. And this I also say, you are our captain and our banner. The Dark Lord has nine, but we have one, mightier than they, the White Rider, name of the chapter. 
Uh, he has passed through the fire and the abyss, and they shall fear him. Uh, we will go where he leads. And my note there is Gandalf is the anti-Nazgul. Yeah. So powerful that you just need one of him as opposed to the nine. Yes. <clears throat> um, that line too, though, like pass through the fire and the abyss. To me, you know, it's like the Balrog and death. Yeah. Through hell and death. Yeah. Neat. Um, I do have I do have one other stupid note, but if you have anything important to say before we move on, <laughs> I have I have two more uh, notes, and I guess they are more serious. You want to do? <laughs> they're about Doctor Who. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. Um, so one was there was a line here that I wanted to to shout out because, um, it supports something that you were talking about. I think when we were reading the end of Fellowship, Josh. Oh, really? Um, my copy. It's the end of page 103 going to page 104. Mine's oh, the Josh, Josh, it's literally the very next line after what you just read, where he says, uh, I'm Gandalf, Gandalf the White, but Black is mightier still. So the oh. literally the very next line. Um, it says, like, he rose, gazed out eastward, shading his eyes, as if he yep. saw things far away that none of them could see. Then he shook his head. No, he said in a soft voice, it has gone beyond our reach. Of that, at least, let us be glad. We can no longer be tempted to use the ring. So, Gandalf does say explicitly here, like you were theorizing, Josh, that proximity to the ring um, is necessary in order to be tempted by it okay i mean they're, uh, they're like probably hundreds of miles apart at this point okay maybe yeah no but I mean, miles but it's but i mean gandalf is referring to the ring yeah and he's like boy it's a good thing that the ring isn't right next to me or else you know who knows what this strange new hyper powerful version of Gandalf might do. Could, is Gandalf the White going to be able to resist the ring? I don't know. Saruman wasn't able to. So, I, I, yeah. Gandalf, Gandalf himself is relieved that the ring is not nearby. Like, yeah, it's it's very far away for sure. But I think even Gandalf, like saying that it is very far away. And we can't be tempted by it because of that, you know, seems to hold with the whole distance thing, which yep. is like pretty intuitive. Like that's how things work. Usually, you know, it's like I know there's a million dollars somewhere on the planet, but if someone was next to me with it, like that changes things. I get it. Yep. Um, Wait, what does it change? What would you do? Who knows, man? You know, who knows? Just you know, thank, just you know, thank God, thank God, they are not next to me. Is all I'm saying, you know. Because it kind of sounds like like you'd kill them and just take the money. No, okay. no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm glad I don't have to like deal with the temptation of oh. that moment. You know. Okay, the temptation of killing them and taking the money. I'm not saying I know what I would do or okay. what would happen or right. who would be dead or alive afterwards. All right. Huh. I'm just saying, you know, I'm I'm glad that you know we don't we don't have to deal with that because it okay. you know because it's not happening. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just like Gandalf is happy that he's not near the ring. 
So, uh, so yeah. And then the the last thing that I want to say about this chapter, and then I really will be done. Okay. I, I actually uh, have two stupid notes. I, I missed one. That's fine. It's like two stupid dogs, you know. That show is great. Um, so Connor, one of the first thing that Connor mentioned was, um, like, wow, isn't it crazy how Gandalf recounts everything that happened to him? And that's part of what we get here, um, page 106, towards the end of the chapter. <clears throat> but um, I, I think really specifically what I want to look at is um, this part, just after he defeats the Balrog. Um, he, he says, uh, I threw down my enemy and he fell from the high place and broke the mountainside where he smote it in, a, in his ruin. Then darkness took me and I strayed out of thought and time and I wandered far on roads that I will not tell. Naked I was sent back for a brief time until my task is done. And naked I lay upon the mountaintop. The tower behind was crumbled into dust, the window gone, the ruined stair was choked with burned and broken stone. I was alone, forgotten, without escape upon the hard horn of the world. And then I think he gets into how he how he gets out of that situation, but Yep. Uh so so specifically like Connor was saying, he was like, isn't there a line where it's like Gandalf saying he's back, but like maybe this is like his last rodeo, you know? I mean, he says, naked I was sent back for a brief time until my task is done. Yeah, that that was a, yeah. I, I think it's more, I, I understood the more of just like, not that it's his last shot, but he, he can't move on until it's done. Well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like, like I, I, I feel like, yeah, he, he was brought back, like it's unfinished business or like one final mission, but then he's going to die again for good this time. Do you mean that? Do you I, mean that 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 might happen, like because of the events that unfold, or because part of the way that I'm interpreting this here is like some other power was like, no, Gandalf, you can't die because if you do, then the entire world is fucked. So we're gonna send you back, but only because we need this thing to happen, and then once you do that thing, then you can die. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I was just trying to say it's like I don't think it's his last chance to accomplish that thing. It's going to be kind of like uh, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi at the end. I think just me and Josh should talk about Star Wars, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but right, he's just going to disappear. Isn't that what happens? I mean... Wow, is that how we're going to break down that moment? He just disappears? Well, after doing the force shit, you know. Okay. He's he's gone. Yeah, that was a really great Luke Skywalker impression. That was cool. Thank you, thank you. Actually, we we, we actually used um, Mark Hamill's voice and, and, like, used AI to make it sound just like (laughs) for this podcast. Wow, this is truly some cutting-edge stuff. High budget. All right. 
Yeah, I don't really know what to make of all that either. It's like, wow, yeah, what is going on with Gandalf? Uh, super fascinating, really well done. Love this chapter. Josh, yep. what are the last two stupid things you want to say about it? <laughs> um, when Gimli is uh, asking about Gandalf, if he saw Gandalf or Saruman the other night, and Gandalf is saying, no, you didn't see me, therefore you must have seen Saruman. Evidently, we look so much alike that uh, your desire to make it incurred, uh, your desire to hit me in the head makes sense. Uh, my note here is that Saruman must be on a mission to be, just be confused with all the powerful characters in Middle-earth, because his name sounds like Sauron, and apparently he looks like Gandalf now. So. Yes. Uh, my other note, at the very beginning of the chapter, um, when they're still trying to figure out what happened to the uh, uh, the hobbits, um, they find the the, the, the Lorien leaf thing uh, that the, the Lembus was in and they find the cut rope and a sword uh, and, and Legolas has like a whole paragraph of speech which is rare for Legolas yeah and he's just like well here's the strange riddle we have we have yet found a bound prisoner escapes blah 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 that whole that whole paragraph I just like to imagine Legolas is just being overly sarcastic in that paragraph just like oh yeah here's the strange riddle we we have yet to find a bound prisoner escapes but the orcs and blah 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 yeah. So I, I don't know why that one, but I just like us going from like the stoic archer to just like really pissed off and just being sarcastic about everything for because he's been marching for a week for these stupid hobbits who got kidnapped. So those are my two stupid notes. Nice. Oh, they, you weren't, know what? they weren't that stupid. You, you know what? What made me think that, though, is the very end of that paragraph. After that, I suppose, he turned his arms at the wings and flew away singing into the trees. It should be easy to find him. We only need wings ourselves. Yeah. That's very, that is that is a very sarcastic thing. But then I, I reread the whole paragraph in that tone of voice. Um, or that tone, rather. And uh, I found it amusing. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, should we take a quick five-minute break before we get into our second chapter discussion? Yes, let's I take would not a be opposed. tight five. I need to I'll, try to adjust my headphones. I'll let you boys drain your lizards. You don't um, have to sleep. <laughs> All right. No, you don't. All right, so the back half of our discussion here, we're talking about chapter six, The King of the Golden Hall. Um, and so this chapter, Gandalf, um, tells Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, you know, it's really more important for us to go to Eros and to King Theoden, um, because of Saruman's, you know, power is growing. Another thing that we didn't really touch on, but that, um, that I believe Gandalf mentions in the previous chapter is like that um <clears throat> that like Saruman is partly responsible for um Sauron not obtaining the ring or like not amassing his power um, in a way that, like, it would actually be very... Like, it would be so easy for Sauron to get the ring. Like, it, it really would. And Gandalf is aware of that. He says as much. And, like, because Saruman 
has risen as this um, force. Uh, you know, he he is actually making Sauron um, like more uh, almost like paranoid. It sounds like because uh, Sauron is aware that Saruman's Orakai were with the orcs of Mordor and had captured the hobbits. But now no one's going to get any news of anything because the Riders of Rohan killed all the orcs. And so um, Gandalf is like, yeah, so Sauron's probably going to respond to this by... I don't re really remember everything he says. But but anyways, <clears throat> Saruman has emerged as like a, a real player on the board here. And um, so Rohan is sandwiched between these two dark forces, Mordor to the east and uh, Isengard of Saruman to the west. And so Gandalf is like, we need to do something about Saruman first, actually. Um, you know, leave the ring business to Frodo and Sam. So they go to Edoras to see King Theoden, the king of Rohan. And, you know, lo and behold, he's, like, kind of dark and corrupted, too. What's going on? There's this guy named Wormtongue who's whispering to him. Ooh, what's up with that, you know? Um, but Gandalf, like, pretty easily just um, snaps the king out of it. It's all resolved very quickly. And, um... And so, you know, Gandalf is like, all right, you know, we got to drum up the forces of Rohan to take the fight to Isengard. And, you know, Theoden is, you know, comes around and is like, yes, that's what we're going to do. And uh, there are certainly things that happen that, you know, we could touch on and talk about. But ultimately, this chapter ends with uh, uh, Wormtongue being exposed as an agent of Saruman to corrupt the king, and his his punishment is that he can flee. He's given a choice to ride to war against Saruman with the rest of the forces, or to just flee. And it seems pretty fucking likely that he just flees. And then, uh... And then everyone's like, okay, you know, we're gonna go to Isengard and fight Saruman and then uh, and then it ends that's what happens Eowyn is uh, left to guide the remaining citizens of the kingdom to like this place of safety in case everything goes yep. to shit <clears throat> but uh yeah that's my synopsis there and she's a she's a new character who apparently you know let me just jump to this one note here hey i think this this Eowyn lady might like aragorn <laughs> yes yeah it's pretty heavy-handed it is it's some of the, pick up on it the clearest like uh writing of romantic desire in lord of the rings so far like other than i guess gimli and galadriel right so hmm 
And then uh, I think Aragorn's already like betrothed or something to Galadriel's granddaughter. If I remember correctly. Yeah, they they talk about that. The lady who showed up in the at the in Fellowship instead of the the horseback guy when they crossed the river. <clears throat> right. Um, I believe her name is Arwen. Arwen, yeah. yeah. But that's not really like brought up or addressed very much either. So I, I don't remember too well. For Aragorn, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I. I there. There's like all of these like very subtle implications, and it like even before I think we met Arwen, like I I feel like there was hints of like a like a love lost or you know, uh, which. Because before we met him, he was like a rambling Roman gambler. I mean, you know, a yeah. hurdy-gurdy gambler. No. Right. Uh, just a traveler. So, I mean, my my, my impression I was like, you know, kind of sounded like he, he like left a love behind or something or I don't know. But. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like a sadness there. So I, I, I don't know. But, um, but, but there's some weird through line. Yeah. We'll have perhaps we shall read to find out more. Yeah, you're right though, Connor. I mean, there is something there, and um, <clears throat> it's hard for me to put my finger on if like I should understand it better by now, or if Tolkien is deliberately making it like vague and in the background because it's like I I, I sense that it's there too, but like it's just not very clear. I don't think. Yeah. So. It's like Yaz's crush on the doctor. <laughs> it's just like that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, Connor. I, I wouldn't say this is a walking around in the woods kind of chapter. What do you think about this? No, no. I mean, um, both of these chapters really kept my interest. And uh, I, I mean, I thought, you know, first off, Gandalf's display of power in this was, was really incredible at first i was like what wait 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 are they be are they being attacked or something like you know i started reading this and all the hubbub starts with with gandalf trying to you know kind of uh snap this guy back into gear um yeah so so he you know he he like once more shows a power level that's pretty extraordinary um yeah and uh yeah i mean the whole thing with with the i forget these people's names but you know that's fine the traitor in the they're they're all very similar yeah yeah the traitor in the midst you know convincing the leader to you know kind of kind of wither away in fear uh so i mean and so yeah it was it was uh it was a cool Cool chapter seeing Gandalf kind of make him realize the the what you know he, he had been uh, the the wool had been over his eyes pulled over his eyes um, right and, and it was fun to see him like bounce back into strength and you know <clears throat> he's like oh I forgot I was a badass <laughs> right let's, let's let's go out and fight <laughs> <clears throat> yeah I I I certainly I've yet to like read a chapter from Tolkien where I really feel like man that was bad I didn't like uh, I mean like certainly there's times where it's like boring yeah, or you sure. know whatever but um, hey, no but the reason I bring that up is because like I don't 
I'm I'm about to like lay this out in a way that might make it sound like uh, I don't like it, but I I still don't think this is bad. But I, I <clears throat> like a chapter like this. I don't think would generally be written nowadays because it, it to me it feels like very jarring to meet the king for the first time and then like yep. learn that he's um being manipulated you know by like his dark advisor and like again i'm s still pretty fairly familiar with this plot like i know for the most part what's going to happen here um but but like still reading through it it's like Wow, this is resolved very quickly. Like, almost to the point where I'm like, what's the point of the king, like, being under this corruption in the first place if Gandalf just immediately showed... It's like, you know, if it'd be, it'd be one thing if we had met Theoden, the king, before, and then, like, we returned to him, and it's like, oh, things are different now. But we've never, ever met this character. And it's like, okay, so we never knew him when he was, like... Pure. So okay, he's corrupted. Right. We, whatever. We heard of him from Gandalf when he was recounting. <clears throat> we have his yeah. actions in Shadow in uh, Fellowship, but yeah, this is the first time we actually meet him. Right, we meet and, him, and, and I totally agree with you at this point. Like, it is jarring to just meet him, and then he's saved. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it feels it feels it's one thing to right to like meet him and it's like, oh, there's this like obvious problem that needs to be solved. Like, what are they going to do about the advisor? It's like and an Gandalf's episode of like, We don't have time for this shit. He just immediately like, we do not have fucking time for this shit. And he like Connor's saying he just like conjures up this incredible force. And then it's just like, oh, so the king's better now. Uh, cool. Um, I guess it leads into, like, the king being thankful for Gandalf. So, like, the king is also immediately like, wow, Gandalf, thank you so much. Like, you know, what could we do to repay you, you know? Or, like, so yeah, I well, guess it kind of is a reason for them to, to go to Isengard, but whatever. In, in, in you know, contrast to the beginning when it's, it's, it's like two extremes in it, you know, because we... We, you know, they they they've turned on Gandalf in the beginning, and then, and then yeah. once you know, once his eyes are opened, he fucking kisses the ground that that he <laughs> walks upon. Um, but what I said is like to me, it feels like a, it feels like an episode of a show, you know, where there's like this is like the self-contained little mini story. Uh, yes. And and then the the people will like travel with with our main characters for a few episodes. Uh, you know, it's like an episode of Avatar or something. I feel like. Yeah, um, I think that's a good way to put it. It is a lot like that. So so it's interesting, but really, I think before 1960, authors they just like wrote words down and like didn't think about like what order they were put in. You know. <laughs> you know, there's no rules. Yeah, Shakespeare had no want, idea what he was know? doing. Yeah, exactly. No clue. No, he didn't think about any of that shit. He just put down words. You know, yeah. he just said words. Well, well, no, but I mean, but you know, it. I, I think it is true that the pacing was very different, and I, I mean, I don't know if it's it's they put less thought into that or just thought about it differently. But uh, yeah, very different than modern sensibilities. You know. Yeah, for sure. 
and bring it so. back to Dune. Sorry, to Dune. Oh no, please do, please Frank, do. You know, Frank Herbert is uh, kind of a stickler for pacing. You know, the the like the rhythm of 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 the books is very important to him, and you know, I don't think that he's the reason that modern storytelling is the way it is because obviously Dune and modern stories, like, there's many differences, but. Um, I think after that that era started, like when you know the the sixties uh, stories, kind of they, they 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 thought about the rhythm and the pacing of it uh, in in different ways than what had come before. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's funny though because you know Herbert still has his own idiosyncrasies, and you know. How many times were we reading a Dune book where it'd be like, wow, what is this building to? And then, yeah, like, well, the last five pages, he's like, and it's done. <laughs> we've had the same conversation about Dune, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. especially, I think, of the, like, the first book. Because you're, you're absolutely right. But I guess my point is that even though, like, it, Dune still is very different than, than like, a modern uh, novel or or... Um, movie or whatever but he he really thought about it like consciously and uh, you know I, it's it, it's just kind of funny how like that that maybe like opens the floodgates stories around that time to like what we have now like I can see the through line you know to yeah um, but it's a weird abstract thing to talk about even because it's like yeah it's, it's hard to help you put into <clears throat> like tangible form yeah no and I, I do i do get what you mean especially about like the the more general like differences in in writing you know within the context of different time periods and i i know this is not your point so i don't want to like give this response and make it sound like you're not aware of this too because i i know that you are we've talked about this too but you know it's definitely worth mentioning the insane amount of thought that Tolkien put into his work, like so, so many years of like world building. And, and so I think when it comes to like actually writing it down, I think for the most part, his, his pacing is really like pretty slow. And this is one of the, I don't know. It feels like one of the few chapters where it's like, this this maybe seems like if not out of place then like kind of different than the rest but i think his authorship style in general is still like pretty deliberate but he's like often like when we're talking about pacing like that's like the thing that we keep bumping up against with tolkien where it's like the pacing is like abysmal sometimes that's what the whole walking around in the woods chapters are it's like yeah absolutely because it's like shouldn't something be happening right now like and it's strange that he can swing to 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 both extremes, you know. Oh, from no passive opinions. From yeah. uh, wandering around the woods for so many pages to you know a king b- being brought back to life, or you know whatever this this major change of wind happening in only one but one one chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, it, it's true, but, but I I guess I I just I do think it's like a kind of a case by case basis. Which, like, to me, like, kind of makes it more interesting, you know? It's like, if there was a pattern of this, and Gandalf came back as Gandalf the White, the very, like, 
first chapter of the Two Towers or something, it'd be like, uh, doesn't that seem sudden? And, you know, we're kind of talking about how we're still surprised in a way of, like, how early it happens in, in uh, the full scope of this book. But, you know, I, I do think he gives a lot of things, like, room to breathe and grow. And, like, that's part of why I found this chapter to be, like, particularly odd. It's like... yeah. Why why is this happening so fast? But uh, you know, whatever. Again, yeah, like right. I don't think it was bad, but it it just does feel like it happens pretty quickly. Yeah, so it's kind of it's, it's it's like a um, whiplash a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what else about this chapter? Is there something you want to jump in on Josh or any notes that Somebody you have for this? Watching a Sorry, I hear music in the background. Um, yeah, I have I have a bunch of notes. Um, not as much as the previous chapter, but I have them. Um, I apologize for the, the microphone bumping. Nova was getting very nosy. Um, let's see. For this chapter. Oh, at the beginning of the chapter, um, we have Gandalf. I don't know if it's exactly the, the movie line of uh, tell, tell us what your elf eyes see. Yeah. But Gandalf says, speak, Legolas. Uh, tell us what you see there before us, which I interpreted as Legolas, the narrator, is getting is still asleep. Tell us, the reader, what's uh, what you're seeing. <laughs> Be the narrator for a bit, Legolas. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, when they get to the the Great Hall, whatever it was, um, they have to give up their weapons before they enter. And I just want to say it's refreshing to see guards who aren't just completely stupid. <laughs> um, and, and that it's a bit odd that, that, that this comes up in what we would consider an older, excuse me, an older story. Yeah. Uh, Cause usually when you see like the guard outside, it's like, Oh, you, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Or just like, they don't see the, the person sneaking 10 feet to their left. Um, they're very much just like video game guard NPCs the whole time. Right but here. They, these are like actual competent guards and they're like, sorry, we got to take your weapons. So, and, and they actually have like an intelligent conversation with Gandalf about allowing him to take his staff in where they are fooled. Yes, but it's not, it's far more believable than, you know, Jedi mind trick. Right. Uh, and that. The second half of my note, their only real mistake in this whole encounter was they allowed Gandalf to keep his staff, but the reasoning is sound. Yeah, I did think it was funny because the guard, it's almost like Tolkien made the guard like too smart, which I think almost circles back around and made me feel like it was a little dumb because the guard even acknowledges like, oh, yeah, well, you might say it's just a walking stick, but to a wizard, it, you know, anything could be made to be a powerful weapon. But, uh, you know, I guess you could have it. Go on, and yeah. And I, I think maybe there is a line where... Um, I, think, I think maybe he does say something where it kind of has to do with... Um, I don't know. His honor, or, or I guess at the very least, Josh, to your point, like the Shall guard... Yeah, the guard, like, makes a decision. You know, I, I guess it's not right. The guard isn't fooled. The guard is like, well, I kind of get what's happening here. And really the only thing I can 
I can allow, like, is the staff, even though I, I get that it's also probably a weapon, but, like, you know, none of the guards are really happy about this whole worm tongue situation either, obviously. Like, they all say as much afterwards. So they're even maybe, like, a bit in on it or, or have reason to look the other way as much as they can to allow it to happen. So, you know... Yeah, yeah, it's it's it all works like you said, Josh. It's cool. <sighs> Sorry, Nova came back. Um, yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, that's it for that. Um, further through the chapter, um, they're talking about riding off to Isengard, and Orgorn, uh, the King Theodon. Theoden is offering Aragorn to stay behind because uh, they've literally been like on their feet for a week tracking their friends and then they rode straight to wherever they are. Right. <laughs> um, they got they got their buddy from the, the Riders of Rohan like out of prison in, in, this, in this chapter too which is like mm-hmm. oh like I guess he got thrown in the dungeon when he got back. <laughs> um, uh, just one of those, like, yeah, this is things move very quickly in this chapter. Surprisingly quickly. Yeah. I had to, there like... There were a look, lot of new developments that were resolved. I had to, like, look back and see, like, if I missed something about Aemir being thrown in prison. But then I guess, like, as I read, I realized it's like, oh, well... Gandalf, Gandalf is like talking to Theoden and he's like, oh, you know, you're lucky that Aemir disobeyed you and had the riders kill all the orcs because otherwise they would have brought the hobbits to Isengard and Saruman would have, you know, horribly tortured them and this and that. So he's like, really, it's a good thing yeah. that that happened. And I'm like, oh, that's why Aemir was thrown into prison because when he came back, obviously... They must have either he came clean or somehow they realized that he disobeyed a direct order from the king and the king's orders are being corrupted by Wormtongue. So it's like Wormtongue and the king, you know, send him to prison, even though he like does something good. And but, you know, and then after Wormtongue is ousted, it's like, okay, Amir's released. But yeah, like stuff like that just doesn't feel like it's given the same room to breathe as many other things uh, you know that that Tolkien allows allows to unfold with a bit more uh, like n- natural kind of order and and it, it feels like you're kind of just left to be like oh like that's why that happened right so it does move fast yes um so yeah um but anyway back back to the point I was trying to make before I got sidetracked by that other note um Aragorn's basically saying no I want to go with you guys um and the the line he uses is, is there is no there is no rest yet for the weary and that struck me as another one of those lines of is that something from Tolkien or did somebody else come up with that first um, did did you look it up? I did not. 
I should have with the extra time we had waiting for you guys yeah. to podcast. <laughs> it was just a, just another note of like, huh, that sounds very familiar, but I don't know if it, I I couldn't be bothered. I was I could be bothered to write a note, but not to look it up. Right. Um, hmm. Well, keep going. All right. Actually, I think I only have one more note because I talked about Lego Scenariator, Refreshing Guards, No Rest for the Weary, Eowyn Chick might like Aragorn, and uh, Gandalf has more last names that we learn about in this chapter. Uh, when he shows up, they name him Stormcrow <laughs> because they don't like every time he shows up, it fucks up their plans yeah, or something in some way, yeah. so they just don't like that. Yeah. Uh, but then... At the end, when he, he mounts Shadowfax, Theoden calls him uh, Gandalf Greyhame, wisest of the counselors. And I think that is actually, like, Gandalf's, like, real name, or, like, full name. Um, it did sound like that, yeah. And my, my, my second part of the note there is, would his name now be Whitehame, since he's now Gandalf the White? Right. Because I, I want... Because Tolkien is famous for for inventing languages so i'm wondering if graham is just like elven or something for or like whatever middle language between elven and english uh is that the haim just means like the right like gandalf the the gray becomes gandalf graham yeah yeah so, you're right i could totally see that those are those are my notes for this chapter Nice. I don't have a lot else to say about it, but um, one thing that I I don't actually think it's weird. Like af- after I like kept reading and thought about it more, but um, but the first time I came across this, I was like, "What is what does this mean?" Um, but Theoden refers to Eowyn as sister daughter. And I was like, "Yes! Oh no 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 no! Yeah, that was weird. Sister's son. There was a few like, like relation uh, contractions in there. Yeah. Well, because then he he also then refers to um, Aomir later as um, I think he refers to him as sister son. And then I realized, like, oh, it must be that." Aomir and Eowyn are siblings and that his Theoden's sister who's like probably dead or something is the one who was their mother and that's why they're like sister son mm. sister but like I, I think was like yeah, really I think it's like weird a sister-in-law kind of thing yeah it it, it struck me as weird as well. I, I took it as just meaning like sister-in-law or like, or or like daughter-in-law kind of. Kind of sounds talk. to right. me. Kind of sounds to me like they're from the south. They're like hillbillies. It, it, <laughs> that is what it strikes you as at first. Yes. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, yeah. Like the first time I there's like no, no like, background to this at all. He's just like Eowyn, sister daughter, and I'm like, huh. That's interesting. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, it does seem like there's uh, nothing actually strange about it. Just very unfamiliar terms to refer to uh, 
things that are completely normal. Um, but that, that did throw me for a loop for a minute there. Uh, part of what shone a bit more light on it, too, was at the end of the chapter, or towards the end, um, like, okay, so they're about to ride off in the battle, and um, uh, Theoden, the king, He's like, you know, I'm old and we're going to fight in a war and I might die. So he says, I have no child. Theodred, my son, is slain. I name Eomir, my sister's son, to be my heir. And so uh, when I got to that part, I was like, oh, okay. That's what gets to be the whole... Like, there are two different houses here, right? The house that the king is from is, like, Thangold or whatever, and then the house of Eowyn and Eomir is Aeorl. And I know, yeah. like, none of that shit. Like, you say it all, and it's just, like, washing over you. It's like, okay, who fucking cares? And I think for the most part, it doesn't really matter. But it did kind of help me understand, like, oh, all right, so the king doesn't have, like, a direct heir, and so it sounds like... anymore. Right, anymore. And so it sounds like there's this other noble house of people who were maybe related to his sister or someone, whatever. Um, and that's Aemir and Eowyn. And, uh, and so, yeah, so they, they have this place of distinction where Aemir, you know, rides into battle and is named Theoden's heir. And then Eowyn, you know, we do get just like a small moment of... Um, a woman being afforded this, you know, place of distinction and a, and a powerful position, I, I certainly don't think it's on the same level of if she was just riding into battle alongside all the other men. Like, there's still a very clear separation here. But yeah, that sounds I do, familiar. I yeah, but I do like the way that Tolkien describes Eowyn after she's um after she after they ride off. Yeah, after they ride off and Eowyn is essentially given, like, this, like, she she is, while Theoden is gone, she is king of Rohan. Like, that's what her responsibility is while he's gone. Like, that's what she is doing at Rohan. Yes. And um, it says, uh, she was clad now in mail and shone like silver in the sun. And Tolkien loves to write shit like that about, you know, Gandalf's robes or, you know, even after uh, Legolas and Aragorn get, like, new mail from the, the storehouses in Rohan. Like, he loves to talk about, like, powerful people with, with their resplendent armor and, you know, showcasing their nobility and their, their power and their position. And he gives a little bit of that here to Eowyn, which I thought was moment it's like yeah i'm not not really trying to be like wow tolkien this is like perfect equitable you know uh representation but no one's coming to lord of the rings for that i'm not even using it as a criticism or saying i expect it uh more so just that it was cool that it happened at all with aon so i i kind of wonder if we'll get any more with her or not i don't really know what happens with the whole Riders of Rohan deal here. So, um, 
Neither it'll be I. interesting to see how that plays out. That's my thoughts on the chapter. Is there anything else we want to mention here? No, no what do you think? General thoughts. Thank you. Wow. That makes you think. Really makes you think. <laughs> All right. Well, is that it, folks? Well, what are your thoughts, Connor? We've, we haven't heard much from you on this chapter. Uh, I have no thoughts other than what I said, which is uh, I liked it. Yeah, he did. He did share a bit too when we were we were talking about the whole pacing discussion and stuff. Okay, I may have zoned out for a little bit. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're saying I don't talk, but you're the one that zoned out for a little bit. There we go. He admits, you know, he it's been a long it. day. Oh my! I can't God, get the hang- I can't get the hang of Thursdays. <laughs> um, nice. All right, folks. Well, go to uh, our Patreon, patreoncom chumps. Things are popping off. We are killing it. Um, so you're welcome to join. Uh, if you want to talk to us uh, about books or chumps. Uh, you can email us chapterjumpspod at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram um, you know on or sorry x x and in instagram oh my um, god right. twitter and uh, and on twitter it's cool because we, we tweet a lot about like Oh my god! Uplo- like like making somebody just upload the episode, up, buddy. Just uh, uh, wrap like, it uh, up. We're like, oh, we're gonna upload an episode soon, and then when we do, when when, when the person that's in charge of it does it, uh, we that's when you see us tweeting about it. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like it, as far as that was like a really fun moment. As well as you know as far as twitter you just go the episode never came came out you know so <laughs> yeah they, they yeah. wouldn't know um, okay. so that, that's that's a lot of fun um but we'll have more fun next time and until then nova take us away makes you think <laughs>